0: You're about to listen to another inspiring word from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. For more information and interaction with House on the Rock, please visit our website on hotr.org.uk. Hallelujah. So open your Bibles very quickly to the book of Matthew and chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. We're going to read from verse 14 to verse 21. Let's rise up for the reading of God's Word as is our good custom in all House on the Rock churches in honor of the second person of the Trinity. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14 to 21. Let me read in your hearing. Please follow with rapt attention. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke, and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men, besides women and children, now, we always know that the women and children are more than the men. So, if there's 5,000 men, you're talking at least a crowd of 15,000, if not the upwards of 20,000 persons that were fed from five loaves and two fish. Now, this story is not alien to any of you. I'm quite sure that you've heard this story multiple times, and you've probably heard maybe a 100 sermons based upon this text, of which I have contributed some but I hope to bring new light to the story today. Of particular consideration that captures my imagination is the audacity of Jesus' initial instruction to his disciples. What was that instruction? He said to his disciples, you, so that you're not mistaken who I'm talking to, you, give them something to eat. Give them, he told his disciples, Give these 5,000 plus men, their wives, the children, give them something to eat. Now put yourself in the shoes of disciples for a moment. I don't know about you, but I probably would have started looking at my compatriots wondering that what is Jesus up to? How can he tell us to give them something to Eats. Uh, We're not in the food provision business. We are not caterers. We're not bakers. How will he tell? us to give them something to eat. We're not even financially liquid enough to be able to buy enough food to feed all these people. And even if we had the finance, uh, it's going to take some time to get to a bakery, to get the bakery to now produce enough to come out and then set up a structure and a system, a supply chain to get the food to this multitude of people. Jesus, what are are you talking about? How could Jesus tell his disciples, you give them something to eat? Jesus was provoking their thinking, he wanted them to think outside. Uh, the box. Oh, yes. But even beyond that, he wanted them to think beyond their natural resource. He wanted them to realize that they had more at their disposal than they imagined. He wanted them to realize that they had supernatural resource at their disposal and they did not need to be limited by their natural resource. He wanted them to realize that they were naturally supernatural. And the simple subject of my teaching this Sunday morning is naturally supernatural. Help me tell your neighbor, did you know that you are naturally supernatural? Did you know? Do you know that you are naturally supernatural? Mighty Father, help me this morning. Speak through me like never before. Grant me the tongue of the learned, but go beyond my learning for the inspiration of the Spirit and the flow of your anointing, that yokes might be destroyed, that burdens might be lifted, that there will be a supernatural turnaround in our lives, that scales will fall off our eyes, that we'll start to see how you have made us, who you have made us, All that you have made available to us. This I pray today. Take charge in Jesus' mighty name. And the people said aloud, Amen. And as you take your seat once again, say, naturally, supernatural. Hallelujah. Well, where do I start? Whoo! Somebody's hungry under the sound of my voice. Some very nice bread here this Sunday morning. We find ourselves talking about bread once again today. We've come to learn that bread is essential to life. And when we talk about bread in this context, we're not just talking about this type of bread, we're talking about food. We've come to realize that food, that bread, is essential to life without bread, life dissipates. But in this month of Revelation, we see that there is much more to this truth of life being, bread being essential to life than that which is obvious. I mean, everyone agrees that you need bread to live. Jesus says that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, that immediately means that man shall live by bread, but not by bread alone. In other words, he's already hinting and suggesting that there is a higher life to lead than that which is simply defined by natural bread. We've come to understand that your bread is the source of your strength, or the source of your weakness. Your bread is either strengthening you or weakening you. What you are feeding on determines whether you are strong or you are weak. Help me ask your neighbor, what is your bread? Ask somebody else, what are you feeding on? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go deeper and ask the person in front of you, who is feeding you? Who is feeding you? Uh, you see, uh, our eating is, is so important. It is critical, what we eat. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, 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 these questions are important. What is your bread? What are you feeding on? Uh, who is feeding you? Uh, can we go deeper still? Uh, who is feeding who is feeding you? Help me ask your neighbor, who is feeding Who is feeding you? Uh, Yeah, because uh, Satan fed Eve and Eve fed Adam. uh, So who was feeding Eve was consequential indeed. Uh, Who is feeding? Who is feeding you? All right. What are you regularly listening to? Uh, Because whatever you are regularly listening to is feeding you. Uh, Oh, yeah. What books are you reading right now? Uh, it's feeding you. What chat groups do you frequent? It's feeding you. Oh yeah. Who are you following on Twitter, on Instagram, on social media? They are feeding you. What's your playlist populated with? It's feeding you Uh, oh yes uh, afro is taking the world by storm Uh, they got some groove going I don't know whether anybody's willing to admit uh, uh, it's it's a global phenomenon today Uh, but every once in a while when you stop to listen to shawo 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 you 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 have to ask yourself that exactly what it what is it that they're saying in this song Uh, it's just the beat right Uh, it's just the groove right but it's feeding you. It's feeding you. What are you subscribed to? It's feeding you. Who are you constantly talking with? They are feeding you. There are some phone calls you should not pick. Ah, uh, yeah, because you know that after that phone call, you're not coming out more spiritual. You're coming out more canal. It's feeding you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like entertainment. I love, I love entertainment. But that's your latest uh, uh, Netflix series. It's feeding you. It's feeding you. It's feeding you can't follow your pastor on social media, but you're following Beyonce and Rihanna and all sorts of interesting persons, but you still can't follow your pastor to make sure you're getting a regular dose of encouragement and the word, well, it's feeding you. It's feeding you. Oh, yeah. I don't have time to sit there. But what you are feeding on is either feeding your strength feeding your weakness. So if you are strong or if you are weak, check your bread. Help me tell your neighbor check your bread, check your bread, check your bread. Check what you are eating. Check your bread. We're talking about bread. What you are feeding on, what you are eating. (sighs) This is so important because All the problems of the world started with somebody eating the wrong bread. Eve ate what she was not meant to eat. This is how central, how important your feeding your bread is indeed. And at the final day, it's still going to end at the table of a meal. At the marriage feast of the Lamb. It started with eating, it's going to end with eating. Your bread is more important and more strength 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 than you could ever imagine. Bread is so consequential that often Jesus would use it even in his own analogies and his parables. It's interesting that Jesus was born, had to be born in Bethlehem. Uh, because when you go and study and find out the meaning of Bethlehem, Bethlehem means the house of bread. So, the bread of life was born in the house of bread. So, central is this issue of bread. It's interesting that Jesus' first temptation and the inauguration of his supernatural ministry was around the debate of turning stone to bread or not. So, we see that bread is central. We have another story where A seraphonician woman comes to Jesus and is asking Jesus to heal her daughter that's at home. And then Jesus says, it is not good to give the bread that is meant to the children to the dogs. Again, he starts to talk about bread, uh, letting us know that healing is the bread of the children. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sidestep. If you are a child of God, healing is your bread, it's your right to be healed. So, I speak to every disease, every sickness that is trying to oppress you under the sound of my voice. Today, you partake of healing bread in Jesus' mighty name. And then the other day, Jesus was having a discussion with his disciples and he says, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Uh, yes, he's using again the analogy of. Of bread, uh, And they're confused about what he's saying, but he's trying to get them to see that it's beyond natural bread I'm talking about. I'm now talking about doctrine. I'm talking about truth and falsehood. Oh yes, uh, another time he says to people about ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock on the door and the door will be open unto you. And then he says that which one of you will, will his son ask for bread and you would instead give him a stone? Again, he brings brings in the analogy of bread. Jesus seems to like uh, bread. Uh, In our pilot text, again he takes bread, and he breaks bread, and he performs a miracle of multiplication. Uh, Just before his death, Jesus in instituting the Lord's Supper, what does he do? He first and foremost takes bread, and he breaks bread, and he said, this is my body, Uh, take it. And as often as you take it, take it in remembrance of me. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Elsewhere, Jesus, the disciples asked that Jesus would give them manna, which is heavenly bread, bread from heaven. And Jesus said, you don't need no manna from heaven because I'm here and I am the bread of life. I myself, I am bread, Jesus. Jesus is saying, and he says, anyone that eats of this bread that I am shall never hunger again, and he that believes in me shall never thirst again. All you need is the bread of life, and that's what I came to give you this Sunday morning. I came to deliver unto you the bread of life. If there's anybody ready to receive, come and shout yes. So we see that there is much more than natural bread that we're talking about. The metaphor of bread speaks to much deeper truths. So Jesus, in teaching us uh, his template of prayer, taught us to pray after this manner. He said, say, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and give us what this day our what daily bread he tells us to pray for bread and now that we understand that the metaphor of bread is beyond natural bread we understand that the prayer for us to be given daily bread is beyond asking for natural bread for natural sustenance when we pray give us this day our daily bread, we are actually also asking for spiritual and supernatural sustenance. Because that which the Lord has called me to do, I cannot do it only in my natural strength. I need supernatural strength. I need supernatural sustenance. Is anybody hearing me what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. Whenever God gives you an assignment, the assignment is always going to require God Listen, if the assignment is something you can do by yourself, then the assignment did not come from God. Part of the evidence that that assignment is from God is that it's going to be bigger than you. It's going to be wider than you. It's going to be higher than you. And you're going to need supernatural assistance to be able to execute the assignment. So when I say, give us this day our daily bread, I am just praying for bread from the natural. Breakery. I'm praying for revelatory bread from on high, supernatural sustenance uh, to be able to run my race. Uh, anybody understand what I'm talking about? Shout amen. Woo! So we quickly go back to our text and we start to in- interrogate the text. And I'm I'm amazed at the profundity of the instruction that Jesus gives to his disciples. He says, give them to eat. 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. And he tells 12 disciples to give this 20,000 plus people something to eat. You, the, the truth is, you cannot give what you don't have, right? So, for Jesus to ask me to give. Some them something to eat, it is to presuppose that I have something to give them or that I have access to where I can get something to give them. Are you with me? Does that make sense? Uh, you know, there are some times that I don't even know what I'm going to give on a Sunday morning, but I can still hear heaven saying, give them to eat. And for him to tell me to give them to eat, that lets me know that I must have something uh, to give them to eat uh, or I have access to a storehouse uh, where I can take something uh, to give them to eat is anybody hear me what I'm saying uh, but but recently when I did an inventory of my resources I came up short am I talking to anybody I came up short I came up short uh yeah 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 I checked my bank balances and I and I I came up short yeah I, I checked my energy banks and I, 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 I came up short I, 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 I checked uh, uh, my friendship circles uh, and I came up short oh god protect us I was talking to a friend the other day uh, a preacher friend of mine And he talked about somebody telling him about a mishap, a sudden emergency that hit his home, such that he needed about 5 million naira. And he didn't have it. And then he quickly started to call all of his friends. And he realized that all of his friends didn't have even 5% of 5 million. And then he realized, I gotta change my friendship circles. Oh my goodness. Because if I'm in real trouble, I better have some friends that know that have the resource to bail me out of real trouble. Because the way it's looking right now, we ain't no different. I need to change my circle of friends. That devil is a liar. I have a friend that is better than every other friend. Ah, the cattle upon a thousand hills, the silver and the gold, they are his. But let me get back on point. I checked my friendship circles and I came up short. I came up short. I came up not having a... Enough. I checked my storehouses, and I came up short. I, I, I checked my connections, and I came up short. I checked my supply chains, and I came up sh- Am I talking to anybody this Sunday morning? I did an inventory. I looked at the cost of living crisis. I looked at my leads. I looked at my balance sheets, and I came up Short. I came up short. In the natural, I still come up short. But Jesus still insists that I give them, I should give them something to eat. Jesus, didn't you check my inventory? Weren't you watching when I was assessing what I had? How could you tell me to give them? I'm coming up short here. So, apparently, this cannot be resolved by simply simple inventory taking because I always still come up short when I employ that strategy. So. I have to think outside the box. <laughs> Jesus help me this Sunday morning. This is good teaching right here. You somebody needs to really hear this one. I've got to think outside the box. Uh, to think outside the box is to think outside natural parameters. Oh Jesus help me. It means to Put every card on the table. Uh-huh. Oh yeah! <laughs> it means to brainstorm. That's what it means to think outside the box. It means we brainstorm. We turn over our brains. We turn up our, over our thoughts and our ideas. We don't prejudge them. We take them all in. All cards on the. Is d- anybody hear me? What I'm talking about? I gotta think outside of the box. Oh Jesus, help me! I, I, it means that I, well, I to even consider the most incredulous options. That means even the most crazy idea, I take it into cognizance. Uh, I consider, is there any way that that crazy idea can still be utilized? Ah, uh, anybody hear me, uh, what I'm talking about? Uh, well, that's why my brother-in-law, I love him so much. Uh, because he's one person, he's, no, he's known as Mr. Innovation. Uh, he will always uh, question... Uh, Whatever it is uh, that you are suggesting, he loves to be that devil's advocate. Uh, once you are all saying this, uh, you say, "What about this? Uh, what about that? Uh, why this?" Because he knows that the questions uh, uh, provoke further thought. Uh, it can be irritating sometimes, uh, but you gotta think outside the box. Think outside the box. Think outside the box. Leave no stone unturned. It means to not take no for an answer. It means to believe that there is always a way, even though I don't know what that way is right now. Think outside the box. Break the box. Now, take note of these next few statements because they are important and somebody needs to apply it to their endeavor even today. Consider what the limitations are, then consider what needs to be true for the limitations to cease to exist you see when you refuse to think when you take no for an answer all your creative juices you are created to be a creator because it is image and his likeness were you created and our first introduction to God is as creator so, if you are created in his image and likeness, that means you are created to be creative. It means that you are created as a creator yourself. But whenever you say, no, it cannot be done, you shut down the tap of creativity consider what are the limitations what is it make what is making it impossible for me to acquire this house what is making it impossible for us to pay off this mortgage what is it making out making it impossible for us to take this city what is making it impossible for my business to multiply what is making it impossible for every seat, seat to be filled consider what the limitations are but don't stop there then ask yourself what needs to be true for these limitations to cease to be to exist. Number two, think it outside the box. Do a gap analysis and identify what or who is needed to achieve that which you want to achieve. Then think what? Will it take to secure the what and the who? You know that thing you're dreaming about? There's a what, there's a who that can make it happen. That won't even break a sweat. Won't even break a sweat. I was standing on our mortgage, maybe we have two million pounds. And then I see the news report of... People dropping 50 million for this, 20 million for this, 5 million for that. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, can you connect me with the right person? You hear me what I'm talking about? Do a gap analysis. What or who is needed to make it happen? Then start to consider what will it take to secure that what or that who? Exhaust every avenue visible but sometimes even after thinking outside the box I still come up short yet my Jesus insists that I give them something to eat Jesus I don't get you I don't understand you you've really got to help me now because I don't I don't get it I, 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 you, you, I, I've, I've, I've done my inventory, and I, and I came up short. I've thought outside the box. I've done all of these principles, and I still don't have what it takes to give them something to eat. And yet, you are still insisting that I, not you, that I should give them something to eat. I, I don't, I don't get it, Jesus. You, you must be seeing something that I cannot see, for you to insist that I should give them something to eat. Well, I came to tell somebody this Sunday morning that yes, indeed, Jesus is looking at something and seeing something ...because there is more to you and more to me than meets the eye. Oh, you don't hear me what I'm saying yet. In the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knowest of not, because it knew him not. Verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him and we we shall see him as he is Oh, can I help you with this portion of scripture, number one thing that this portion of scripture lets us know is that the world knows us not that means the world's judgment of you is, is false, is flawed is inaccurate, when they say you are not good enough, you are not powerful enough you are not fine enough you are not knowledgeable enough the world knoweth you not they're only judging you by the outward appearance but then it went on in verse 2 and says now we are the sons of God it didn't say tomorrow it didn't say next week it didn't say next year it says right now I'll uh, tell your neighbor right now right now right now right now. We are the sons of God right now. So 1 John 4:17 said, as he is, so are we in the world. Not tomorrow, right now. As he is in heaven, so are we in the world. This is not just a future reality. This is a present truth. But though it is, it says, it does not yet appear. What does that mean? That means there's a veil over who you are oh my goodness that means it's not yet apparent that means it's not obvious when I look at you it doesn't look like you're what God says that you are for this treasure is in earthen vessels that the excellency of the glory might be of God and not of us is anybody hear me what I'm saying Uh, so there's a veil even though you are what God says you are there's a veil that is covering it but I came to tell somebody this month of November and in this particular Sunday you are about to be unveiled Ah, this is the month of Revelation. Revelation means the removing of the veil. Uh, It's about to be revealed what, who, and whose you are. The more you get a clearer revelation of who Jesus is, the more you will be unveiled for the world to see you. For as we behold the image of his glory as in a mirror, we are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Jesus is in. on you giving them something to eat is because there is more to you than meets the eye. Come on, somebody shout, yes, there is more to me than meets the eye. With a little bit of attitude, tell your neighbor, stop looking down at me. Stop looking down your nose at me because there is more to me than meets the eye. I got something going. Something is working on the inside of me. I came to tell somebody, this Sunday morning, you are more than natural. You are super natural. There is more at your disposal than you are aware of. If you believe me what I'm saying, come and show yeah. How do I know that you are supernatural? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. It says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new and all things are of God. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it says that all things have become new for you. It says that you are now of God. And I know my God. My God is spirit. My God. God is supernatural and if all things of me are now of God what does that make me that makes me spirit that makes me supernatural that's how I'm convinced that you too are supernatural you just didn't know it but if you will believe and receive it even this Sunday morning you are going to start to see things turn in your favor if you believe it come and shout yeah You are more than you even know. I'm waging war on ignorance. Too many believers walking around, not knowing who they are, not knowing who they are, not knowing what they carry. Uh, Ephesians 3 and 20 it says, now unto our God, who is able to do exceeding, abundantly, far above, all you could ask, think, or imagine. It didn't stop there. It says, accord to the power that is at work within you. You've got power on the inside of you. There is more to you than meets the eye. You are supernatural. Come and shout, yeah! greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are carrying dynamite uh, spiritual power on the inside of you. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, you've limited yourself uh, to the natural uh, when in essence uh, you are not first and foremost natural. You are first and foremost uh, supernatural uh, because you are not your body. Uh, you are actually a spirit uh, who lives in a body and has a soul. You are first spirit. It's time for you to become more conscious of your spiritual status, for you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. You are supernatural. Paul warns us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I'll jump straight to verse 3. It says, for you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions amongst you. Are you not sh- carnal and behaving like mermen? Do you understand that? The suggestion that he wants you to realize is that you are not a merman. Tell your neighbor, you are not a merman. You are not a merwoman. There is more to you than meets the eye. Listen, if you are still fighting amongst yourself, if there's still strife and jealousy, it means you haven't understood who you are why would you be envious of somebody else if you really knew all that God has invested in you uh, can be envious of you i got my own glory i got the call of God on my life I know where I'm going I celebrate your successes Ah, uh, it might not be my time yet but it's just a matter of time I'm gonna break through I'm gonna break forth if you believe me what I'm saying come and shout yeah hallelujah, you are more than a merman, what an anomaly that princes are walking around like paupers because of a lack of knowledge of who they are. You are more, you are more, tell your neighbor you are more preach for me to somebody around you and tell you, you are more, you are more. You are not a merman. You are more. Stop behaving like a merman. You are more. You are spirit. You are supernatural. You have more to give than you ever even knew that you had because you have access to a storehouse. You have access to a well of living water that never draws dry, runs dry. Ha. Somebody said, Pastor, all these revelations you keep on dropping Sunday after Sunday. Aren't you concerned that one day you're gonna run dry and have to keep on repeating the things you've preached before? I said that devil is a liar. The the well from which I am drawing this stuff is not a natural well. It's a supernatural well. You can't get to the bottom of it. You can't get over it. You can't get around it. It's evergreen, ever-flowing as his mercies are new every morning. If anybody believes what I'm saying, Come and shout, yeah! Ooh, You have access to the spiritual and supernatural plane to bring heaven to bear on the earth. So you start to see in the simple instruction, audacet, uh, audacious command of Jesus, you give them something to eat. There is so much deep truth. So the disciples came and got five loaves and two fish, and they brought it to Jesus. Jesus said, Bring it here. Why? Why did He say bring it here? Cites them. Because Jesus is not a magician, Jesus is a miracle worker. Magicians will make something out of nothing. The miracle worker always takes what you have and makes everything out of something. Oh, yeah. I don't know whether you hear me, what I'm saying. So bring what you have. It's not enough, bring what you have. It's not good enough, bring what you have. It doesn't look quite right, bring what you have. He said, bring it here. Andrew was like, what is five loaves and two fish amongst so many? Bring it here. Put it in his hand. Because he's not a magician, he's a miracle worker. He wants to change, listen, 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 this is the heart of it. He wants to change your perspective of what you currently have. Because you defined what you currently have as not enough. He wants you to see that there is more to what you have than meets the eye. There is more in it. Ooh than what you see. So they gave Jesus the five loaves and the two fish. And Jesus took it and he blessed it and he broke it. Woo! And he gave it (laughs) to his disciples to go and give the people to eat. And in the breaking and the giving, there was multiplication. This is the mystery. This is the part that we don't understand. I think the disciples themselves thought that, okay, after he's broken the first loaf and given to us, then you'll be done. But we don't understand that it seemed that the more he broke it, the more it reappeared. He kept on breaking it, won't this finish? He kept on breaking, won't this finish like the jar of oil? It kept on flowing. One jar filling over a thousand other jars, how? Because there's a source beyond the natural. Oh, Jesus. There's a source beyond the natural. Somebody better hear me this Sunday morning. There's a source beyond the natural. (laughs) It's time for the breaking of bread. That's actually what I came to do this Sunday morning. I came to break bread. I'm not talking about this natural bread. I came to break spiritual bread. I came to break the bread of his word. Something mysterious and miraculous happens in the breaking of bread. <laughs> Woo. You know, some of you take what we do, gathering to worship, and some preacher gets up to preach the word as natural. You take it as natural. Oh, he's just going to tell us something that we, we like, that makes sense. He's going to scintillate us with his intelligence and his uh, understanding of Scripture. Oh, that devil is a liar. This is what Paul was talking about when he says, I do not come to you in the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and power. Now, what you know, Paul, Paul is not somebody that is lacking of intelligence and insight, but he's telling you that this thing I'm doing, it's beyond my intelligentsia. It's beyond my exactitude, my, 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 my cerebral functions. What I'm actually doing is spiritual. Listen, the scripture says, therefore, through the foolish He chose that through the foolishness of preaching, men might be delivered. That this which we are doing right now is breaking spiritual bread. We are uh, uh, transacting in the supernatural right now. If we would understand it, if we would believe and receive it, literal miracles will take place in the moment. Uh, But too many people have been seduced by religion and tradition. So they come into the house of God just waiting for a nice word, not realizing that there is very real spiritual impartation available in this place. I carry something. Now I realize when he said to me, give them something to eat, he wasn't talking about me giving them out of my natural resource. He was telling me to tap into the spiritual and bring from the heavenly realm to the earthly realm. That's what I'm doing right now. So I decree and I declare that the yokes that have been standing in your life even right now by the anointing of the Most High God they are shattered in Jesus name I decree a lifting of every burden that you have carried in the name of Jesus I decree and declare your eyes are open to start to see and realize that you are not a man you are supernatural you carry the very power of the living God on inside of you if you believe it come and show yeah I came to break bread today I came to break bread today you see when Jesus was breaking the bread they thought he was breaking the bread no he was breaking the limitation he was breaking the limitation over the bread He was breaking that thing that makes the bread only bread, that makes the bread only so much, that makes the bread only, can only go so far he was breaking the limitation over the bread I decree and declare a breaking of every limitation over your life, over your business, over that which you lay your hands upon to do I decree and declare this Sunday morning there's a breaking of the bread the breaking of every limitation over your life in the name of Jesus I came to get you to see that you are naturally supernatural God is about to break the limitation on your perception of yourself and your potential he's in the breaking of the bread so these two disciples were walking to Jesus after his death and his resurrection they didn't know and they were walking with him and he was talking with them they didn't know who he was but then they went into their house and he said that in the breaking of the bread as they broke the bread their eyes were opened to see who he was and immediately he was taken out of their sight I decree and declare that even in the breaking of the bread of God's Word this Sunday morning your eyes are open and you start to see that which you could not see before in the name of Jesus if you believe it shout amen I came to tell somebody, you are naturally supernatural. You are naturally supernatural. You are naturally supernatural. There should be something about you that is mysterious. There should be something about you that is mysterious that cannot be explained. If I can explain everything about you, then then, then you're just a man. I could explain the text, I could explain the taking of the five loaves and the two fish, I could explain the sitting down of people, I could explain all of that, but when it came to the breaking of the bread, there comes a realm that cannot be explained, there comes a realm that is mysterious. I don't have the one plus one is equal to two, as to how in the breaking of bread, five loaves becomes enough to feed 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. And even after feeding them, there were 12 basketfuls of food afterwards. That is mysterious. That is a miracle. That is unexplainable. I know many of you are trying to explain me. I'm sorry, you can't explain me. You can't explain me why I am supernatural I am not just natural you are trying to decipher and decode this is why he's like this this is how he's like this this is no 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 sorry you can't explain me because I am from above just like you Pastor Chris there's more to you than meets the eye there's greatness there's power there's Anybody that's trying to define him, you made a mistake. You can't define him. He that is born of the Spirit is like the wind. No, no one knows where it's blowing from, and no one knows where it's going to. You are of God. Pastor Zubi, there is more to you, more to you, than meets the eye. You carry much more. You carry much more. Woo! You should have an expectation. You should have an expectation. I am supernatural. I am not natural. <laughs> so when I step into the room, your natural eyes saw me alone. But if God were to open your eyes, you would realize that I am never alone. That there's a host of ever heaven that walks with me. That when I stepped into that room, I stepped in with angels. This Elisha understood. So when they were surrounded, (laughs) ah, the the servant panicked and said, we're in trouble. We're surrounded. There's no way out. Elisha said, oh God, open his eyes. Let him see that there are more that are for us than those that are against us. I am not alone. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I'm getting new revelations every day of what I carry. I am supernatural. I fully expect supernatural things to happen because I arrived. I fully expect the tables to turn around because I'm present. Not because I'm anything, but because of whose I am and who I carry. For Christ in me is the hope of glory. You see, when you encounter a problem, you should have the expectation that you will have the answer shortly, the solution shortly, because you are supernatural. When you encounter a question, you should have the sure expectation that you will not just have the answer, but that you will be the answer. When you encounter a casting down, you should have this sure expectation that with you there will be a lifting up. Because you are not natural. Man shall not live by the natural alone, but by every word, the supernatural. I am supernatural. When all hell breaks loose, you should expect that you will there will be great peace with you. Why? Because you are naturally supernatural. I came to unleash that greatness on the inside of you. I came to unlock and open your eyes to see that you should not be dismayed by what you see in the world around you. Rather, you should be so, so borderline arrogant, because you know whose you are, what you got on the inside of you, who you are. You are naturally supernatural. It's interesting that even men of the world that don't have this truth, have glimpses of it waltz around with great gospel. They just have an attitude about them. Meanwhile, it's an attitude without foundation. You who have the foundation, you who have the, the, the truth, you who have connection to the heavens of heaven, why do you walk like a pauper? Why do you walk cowering like, why do you why do you why do you panic at bad news it's a, it's an opportunity for you to display the supernatural darkness gross darkness covers the land and the people opportunity for your light to shine I am naturally supernatural say these words after me I know now I am a spirit, born again of the Most High God. I am not a merman. I am naturally supernatural. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm victorious. I'm the head. And not the tail I'm above and not beneath hallelujah somebody go ahead and give God the praise <laughs> Woo! glory to God father we thank you if there's somebody out there that hasn't accepted Jesus Christ yet as Lord and Savior you are just natural and meanwhile there's an opportunity for you to step into the supernatural realm where you can't be explained because God is in charge. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are there, you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, whether you're online on Facebook or YouTube, please repeat these words of prayer after me. Lord Jesus, let's support them. Today, I repent of my sin and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart and I make this confession with my lips, therefore I am born again, <laughs> a new creation in Christ Jesus, no longer natural, now supernatural, thank you Lord, in Jesus name. And the people shout out loud amen, amen. hallelujah. And if you prayed that prayer, you are indeed saved. And this is your opportunity to join hands and faith with us for us to help you grow from being a child to becoming a mature son of God. So, by, so direct message us on any of our platforms, um, visit our website and see the pathway there for your growth and make sure you are planted in the house of the Lord. There's something mysterious about the gathering of the saints. And that's why Satan has fought, fought so hard in the last number of years to scatter the saints instead of allowing the saints to gather because there's an exponential increase in our potential and our power when we gather. So forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Amen and amen. We hope you've enjoyed this uplifting sermon from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. We hope you've been informed and inspired Join us for services every Wednesday and Sunday. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at HOTR London. Also, live stream our services on YouTube at HOTR London. For more information, visit our website on hotr.org.uk.